The Start On Demand. On demand. As communities in western Manitoba continue to deal with the fallout of those monster storms over the weekend, one community, for example, rivers, their dam could fail, we'll turn to another community in southern Manitoba, Pearson, and find out how long was the road to recovery after a massive deluge in 2014. Outdoor and wading pools will begin opening on Friday in Winnipeg. How's that going to work? I made a dumb mistake at work on... I made a stupid mistake at work on Tuesday, so we're asking you the question, what sort of dumb mistakes have you made while on the job? And as we learned, when we don't know something, all we gotta do is ask you, the 680 CJOB listener. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling, who's away on vacation, and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, and this is the Thursday, July 2nd podcast for The Start. McGarry and McNabb, Mackling is on vacation, and Loren actually is uh, sitting this one out because she's trying to get the commander up and running, the magic box, as she refers to it, the thing that allows her to broadcast with us from home because she's been on the phone so far. Technical difficulties, and uh, I had a technical difficulty in my brain on Tuesday. I mean, you could argue that I always have a technical difficulty in my brain, but on Tuesday specifically, I did something dumb on our 680CJOB Instagram story. I posted two links pertaining to Canada Day. I just Googled Global News Winnipeg Canada Day, found this link that said looking for stuff to do Canada Day, so I shared that. And then I also found one for what's open, what's closed, and I shared that. Unbeknownst to me, both of the links were from 2019. And listener Alex was very nice in replying to that later in the day, saying, I think these are the wrong links. These are from 2019. And I immediately face palmed, and I felt so, so stupid and so mad at myself. But what can you do? What can you do but just say, oh, well, I screwed up. Got Life goes on. It's just, you know, it's just social media. No, not the end of the world. But we want to talk about the dumb mistakes we've made at work. So Jeff Fortier is here. Jeff Braun is here. Kelly Moore is here. And uh, Kelly, why don't we start with you? Because you work so hard, and I imagine uh, you're like, I imagine that you probably are hard on yourself if you make a mistake. Oh, it, uh, and, and Brett, the thing you have to do, the words you spoke there are very true. You just have to move on uh, because you can't do anything about it. But just last week it was, and I think you were the one through a listener who sent me a, a text or an email. I was reporting on a NASCAR race, and the I had not seen it, but the wire service that we subscribe to, uh, on the headline they had the correct winner of the race, but in the actual copy, they had someone else winning the race uh, in a close finish. So for three of my first four sportscasts of the morning, I had the wrong person winning the race. And, of course, uh, what made this even worse was the, the guy who won the race was a very close friend of Bubba Wallace. And before that race in Talladega, Alabama, uh, Ryan Blaney was right at the uh, the car door of Bubba Wallace as they all came up the uh, the race strip in what was a very, very emotional opening ceremony. So, uh, yeah, red-faced on that one, but what can you do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to – I try not to be as hard on myself now. Like, when I would make mistakes, 
uh, like that. I, it would bother me all day into the next day because I'm just so hard on myself when I screw up, whether it's something professional or personal. But I'm trying to let go of some of that and even have some fun with it. Like I, I replied to this person saying, LOL, Manitoba's information superstation indeed. <laughs> yeah. Can't even provide. You uh, are, but Brett, you're not the first one that has fallen into the trap of uh, uh, retweeting or resharing something. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and all of us, oh yeah, there was this little date that was there that, uh, that kind of got missed. And you won't be the last one to do that either. I know. That's so uh, that's important perspective as well. So thank you for that, uh, Mr. Moore. What about you, Mr. Braun? Uh, I'm not as brave as Kelly to pick something from last week. I'm going back to when the statutes of limitations have run out on this screw-up. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know, right? Um, 20 years ago, I was working overnight doing news and pushing buttons at the same time. And, well, I did the, it's the classic case of, I thought the microphone was off, but the microphone was on. Oops. And it was the commercial break between the news and the weather. Forgot to turn off my mic. One of our uh, commercials was playing, obviously, and it was one with a catchy jingle. And I started singing along, just belting it out. <laughs> and I thought, why does that sound so loud in my headphones? <laughs> my own voice. <laughs> Look down, sure enough, little red light says microphone is on. It's like, oh my God, what have I done? I bumbled my way through the weather out of embarrassment, got back into the programming, and as soon as I turned off my mic, the phone was ringing. It was three in the morning, and it was the boss calling. You're like, Jeff, you know you left your microphone on. I was like, yeah, I did. Uh, uh, did I swear? Did I say something bad? He goes, nope, but you sang. <laughs> Can't have that on the air. <laughs> I actually, so, went, I was trying to find, I've got that audio somewhere, but oh I can't God. find it. So, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that would be priceless. <laughs> I'll see if I can dig that out. What, uh, do, you, do you have the audio of Jeff singing or the phone call from the boss? <laughs> not, the, not the audio of the phone call from the boss, but I can imagine uh, that Vic was none too pleased. He probably thought it was funny, Bron. Yeah. He, yeah, he probably he sort of did, but he was still pretty stern about, hey, make sure that button's off. Dumb, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> he probably also just wanted to make you feel nervous because you were a newbie and you were working overnights. Uh, what about you, Forte? Uh, for me, it's the classic letting the F-bomb go on the air. Oh. Yeah, I was uh, playing Fireworks by the Tragically Hip, and uh, there's a line. You said you, don't, you didn't give a blank about hockey. And, of course, like, I played that super loud, and I was not in delay. So there's no way of getting that off, and you just head your head, you hang your head in shame. It was just, ah, one of those moments. Now Denny has sent us a picture here. Uh, quite it, this is a bit. This is like it, it, this took me aback. He says the result of a dumb mistake I made back in 2016. Sort of hard to explain, but the short version is that I reached three feet for something that was only one foot away. My pinky finger absorbed the entire impact. Uh, I'm sort of a big galoot, and I weighed in at around 260, and it was enough to completely pulverize some bone, and it was ultimately decided the finger was too much of a mess to be saved. So it's gone now. So he made a mistake at work that cost him his pinky. Mm. So, oh Denny, God. thank you for sharing that story. And you can share your stories at 204-780-6868. The dumb mistakes you've made at work. Eve says, for example, my mistakes are basically getting a 100,000-pound semi-truck stuck. That would be uh, difficult to deal with, I'm sure.
McGarry and McNabb, Mackling on vacation. We're talking about the dumb mistakes we have made at work based on something stupid that I did on our 680CJOB Instagram on Tuesday. And uh, Loren McNabb has been on the phone with us this morning uh, because she was having technical issues with her, uh, what we call a tie line connection, and she's got it back up and running. <laughs> and Loren McNabb, uh, I understand it ties in exactly with what we're talking about this morning. Well, it connects like with like a phone number of sorts. It's an IP address that... It- I don't even know why I'm trying to explain this, but basically it, the number is like a, say it would be 205.200 dot. So anyway, I finally sent some video to the engineers saying this is what it's doing and it's still not working. And then they just said it needs the dots. You have to include the dots in the phone number, so to speak. And I immediately slapped my head because I knew that sure enough, punched the dots in, you know, 200 dot. And it works. So I'm blaming you, Brett. I just feel it's like you jinxed fault. it. Yes. You, this whole, like, let's talk about the dumb things we do at work. Great idea, Brett. Now I can't get my stuff to work. So it's your fault. I will, I will, I mean, I'm the idiot, but I'm still blaming you. Well, that sounds like every uh, relationship I've ever been in. Um, but listen to this mistake from Alan. This is crazy. At 204-780-6868. 40 years ago, driving semi-truck. Pick up newsprint in International Falls with instructions to deliver to Morris M.O. I drove to Montana only to realize that later that M.O. stands for Missouri, <laughs> not Montana. That's oh 1,400 God. miles in the opposite direction. Those are opposite sides of the country. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, no, that's, you know what, though? You just made me feel better about my dumb mistake because that's that's a whole other, that's a whole other... I don't want to call anyone dumb. It just happens. I wouldn't have known that was Missouri. And uh, Derek, oh, uh, Montana, by the or way. Or Montana M- over Missouri, yes. Yeah, Montana is MT, by the way. And uh, Derek texting us saying, I put diesel in a gas service truck second week on the job. Uh, that is not cheap to fix that from what I understand. If you know how much that kind of thing costs to fix, let us know at 204-780-6868. McGarry and McNabb, question of the day at cjob.com, brought to you by Mr. Furnace. Don't call them first. You'll see why. Call Mr. Furnace, 204-832-6243. Do you think airlines should keep leaving the middle seat empty on their planes? 85% say yes, 15% say no. You can cast a vote at cjob.com. This is yesterday's question. We'll get a new one up for you a bit later this morning here on The Start. Also, Loren, uh, just a quick update from Rivers on those who were given evacuation orders. Yeah, we just spoke in the last 20 minutes with Cassandra Lepp. She's a resident in Rivers, and in her words, the scene there is devastating. It's heartbreaking, as she put it, and they're trying to prepare for this possible scenario that that dam uh, might not be able to keep up with all that water that's flowing through there. And as we've been telling everyone, up to 40 homes were told yesterday they should evacuate. The government's saying it's out of a... Uh, abundance of caution that it's asking people to do this but they're worried that they don't have confidence in that dam and so 40 homes uh were told to move just uh, received a text from the mayor of rivers and as far as he knows and understands it's all of the homeowners who are in the affected areas have moved to higher ground so that's safe that's good to hear that they've moved to a more safe location, Brett. And now it's just sort of a watch and wait game to see how that dam holds up. Uh, it, it could be several days to come before folks know what the future is for that dam and what their future is, too, about how long they might have to be 
out of their homes. So under this heat warning, uh, yesterday Lorena was hanging out with a friend and her neighbor got uh, recently got a pool and she says they have been in there every day this week, as you can imagine. Well, not everybody's got a pool, but for those who don't have a pool in their own backyard, maybe some relief tomorrow. Yeah, it looks like some, not all, but some select outdoor pools and, of course, wading pools are going to open to the public uh, tomorrow, July 3rd. And so we want to hear how this is going to work because you won't be able just to show up at the pool as normal. There's going to be registration required. Only so many people will be allowed in. And for more details, we're joined by Jennifer Sarna, Manager of Recreation Services for the City of Winnipeg. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. So we're looking at a list here that includes uh, Kildonan Park Outdoor Pool. We've got Dakota Wading Pool on there and, of course, others throughout the city. Not all the pools are reopening, just some. Tell us how it will work. If I'm someone who wants to hit one of these pools tomorrow, what do I need to keep in mind? Yeah, um, things are different this year. Obviously, um, we've been following the provincial um, province of Manitoba's Restoring Safe Services Plan, in particular Phase 2, where it outlines the guidelines for safely reopening uh, public facilities such as pools. And so at this time, um, to keep everybody safe and to ensure that we do our job in, in um, reducing the, the um, ability for, for the COVID-19 uh, to spread, we're looking at a two-hour swim block pre-registered. So groups of individuals would, would pre-register for these two-hour swim blocks. They can do that either by going to our website at winnipeg.ca uh, or through 311. And uh, you can pick the two-hour time slots. We're, we're releasing those uh, for both the outdoor pools as well as the waiting pools. Um, and up to about a week before, um, and you can register up to about the day before. Uh, if you have any questions or, or um, you know, in terms of the experience of what you can expect, um, we encourage you to contact 311 for, for more information. I'm just thinking back to my childhood, and I can't imagine summer without the neighborhood pool. For me, it was in Transcona. We just called it, are you going to Kinsman? Uh, Kinsman Centennial Pool. Now they've got that awesome aquatic park with uh, water slides and stuff. Uh, When can uh, those residents expect or, or hope for that to reopen? So, of course, all of our facilities require an operating permit um, through public health. And so those are continuing today and tomorrow. Uh, We anticipate that Transcona's uh, Aquatic Park will be opening um, as early as tomorrow. But there's a couple of uh, last-minute inspection pieces that need to to comply. And uh, same thing for others. So right now we have nine waiting pools listed with available public swim blocks uh, available right now. And those, of course, are free of charge. And the heated outdoor pools, we have Kildonan Park Pool right now available available for public swim. And uh, we hope to see the other um, uh, eight outdoor pools available shortly. You mentioned registration being one of the key things. You have to register to use these pools, but also lockers are not going to be available. Change rooms will be closed. You have to come dressed to swim. What about washrooms then? Will washrooms be available for people needing them? Or is that another thing that will be off the list? Absolutely. Washrooms are available. It's also a requirement um, just to ensure that we have, uh, you know, the option for people to go to the washroom there. Um, But yes, we are asking people to come prepared to swim. Uh, We have reduced access to some of the public spaces, again, reducing our need to uh, clean and reducing the risks of those high touch surfaces. So there will not be lockers. Um, Quite often, though, people are bringing, you know, their beach bags, etc. And, um, you know, they're setting up on the grass areas. So picnic tables will be available if they have been in the past. And uh, we're encouraging everybody to to social distance while they're either in the water or uh, on the grass areas or on the deck. 
Um, you'll see place markers as well, uh, little signs on the deck that say, please stand here. So respecting that six uh, feet distancing as you're waiting in line to go up a diving board or down the water slides. And I think what's also important too to, to acknowledge is that even though we have reduced areas, et cetera, and we have these two-hour public swims, the reason why we're doing that is after two hours, we're asking those that have attended to um, exit the facility and uh, that, that concludes their swimming time. But then we have a 30-minute commitment to disinfect. Um, so we have sprayers hosing down uh, with, with approved uh, disinfectants for the deck areas, for the, uh, again, the high-touch surface areas up and down the, the sides and the stairwells. Um, there's, there's a number of steps involved where the teams uh, basically switch hats and they're, and they're now uh, cleaning staff. Um, but, but this is so important for us to make sure that uh, the groups of people that are coming in for those public swim blocks um, get a fresh, fresh, clean environment. Jennifer Sarna, Manager of Recreation Services for the City of Winnipeg, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Jennifer, thank you so much for this. Well, thank you. We hope to see you at the pools. And you can get more information at winnipeg.ca as well as cjob.com. Phone lines are open at 204-780-6868. We have a $50 gift card for Ron Paul Garden Centre. Call us now, 204-780-6868. Question of the day at cjob.com. It is brought to you by Mr. Furness. Don't call them first. You'll see why. Call Mr. Furness, 204-832-6243. Outdoor and waiting pools will begin opening on Friday. Do you plan to visit one or let your kids visit one? And so far... 100%, we just put this up. So well, the only votes so far are going to skipping it this year. The other options are yes, ASAP, it's so hot, or I'll wait a few weeks. Cast your vote at cjob.com. We'll get that up on Twitter as well, at 680CJOB. Loren, in our next couple of segments, we are going to be uh, visiting again the topic of flooding as Rivers, Manitoba. Uh, the footage there is just, it's almost unimaginable. Yeah, and the mayor is going to join us after nine, the mayor of Rivers, just to talk about the folks that have been evacuated there. About 40 homeowners, property owners told to get to higher ground because they've lost confidence in that dam. And so there's concern that that dam could burst and then you'd have a torrent of water rushing uh into the community and into those properties that would be affected and then on its way to Brandon. So we, we want to get an update on that flooding situation. I also want to ask listeners the question, you know, if you had just minutes to grab things from your home, what would it be? Because um, that's the situation there, right? You're, you're told to get out. You're told to evacuate. And you hope that you're going to But what if you don't? And then on that note, what does recovery look like? At 8.45, we're going to travel to the community of Pearson, Manitoba, southwest corner. It's actually called the RM of two borders, Brett, because it's close to the American border. It's close to the Saskatchewan border. 2014, they had an unprecedented rainfall situation that just damaged dozens if not hundreds of culverts and roads and bridges in that community and it took them months to rebound and so we want to ask some questions about what recovery looks like and and what's the advice to others because this happens uh, quite often in our summers right where we hear of crazy rain events or flash flooding and then hundreds of people are left without uh, their properties or without their personal possessions for months if not a lot longer so lots of questions for the reeve of uh, two borders in the pearson area after eight forty-five. 204-780-6868, your chance to win a $50 gift card for Ron Paul Garden Center. Here is the question. 5% of men are freaked out when their woman does this. What is it? Kevin. Uh, 
drive. <laughs> oh, come on, Kevin. <laughs> that's Hang not, up on him. <laughs> oh, come on that's now. Not, that's not the answer, Kevin. I'm sorry. Oh, I tried. Okay. Hey, it's an honest guess, right? I mean, we guess we have no idea what the... Well, I know what the answer is. 5% of men are freaked out when their woman does this. What is it? Sherry. I'm going to say put gas in the car. <laughs> no, no. It doesn't have anything to do with cars. So there's your first... Uh, it's not so much a hint, it's just a process of elimination. Steven, do you know what it is? Uh, I don't know, something to do with being aggressive, overly aggressive, no? No, no, but uh, I know a lot of guys uh, back down. Bonnie, do you know what it is? Hi, uh, home renovations? No, not home renovations. Good guess, uh, though. Loren, would your husband uh, be freaked out if you, if you decided to pick up a sledgehammer and start doing stuff? No, I don't think so. I think you just welcome some help. I like to I like to more manage those tasks. Like <laughs> that doesn't look right. I don't think that looks right. You know, that kind of stuff. Good for but you. But no, I don't think so. Glass of wine in hand while you're doing it? Well, you get judgier that way if you want to get me judgier. <laughs> Gloria, do you know what it is? Shave. Shave? <laughs> like you think men get freaked out when women shave? Yeah. No, no, that's not it. Great. Good. Why would that be your guess, just out of curiosity, Gloria? I don't know. <laughs> you could tell Gloria's okay. like, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hey, any guess is better than no guess. Thanks, Gloria. We appreciate you playing along. Claudio. Hi. Uh, pick her nose? No, no. I would think that number is probably a little bit higher than 5%. Uh, Sherry, do you know what it is? Uh, Barb. I'm going to say... Barbecue? Barbecue? No. Um, I guess my first hint is it's not an it's not a task, like it's not a, like a tangible task. It's something a bit broader. Art. Five percent of men are freaked out when their woman does this. What is it? Well, I was going to say pick their eyebrows, but oh no, I don't have any other guess. Okay. Well, hey, thanks for trying. Mel, do you know what it is? Flirt. Flirt. No, that's not it. But yeah, jealousy can be a problem in a relationship. Sheila, do you know what it is? I'm going to say cry. No, it's not cry. Uh, but I, I, that, that number would easily be higher uh, than 5% with cry. There's nothing uh, that, that can change. You know, if, you, if your girlfriend or wife starts crying, man, you want to do whatever you can to make her happy. Hi, what's your name? Yeah, hi, it's Pat. Hi, Pat. Five percent of men are freaked out when their woman does this. What is it? I am going to say pick their teeth. No, um, nothing physical. It's it's not a physical thing. It's not like uh, where they go out and do something. Uh, so and certainly no more picking. <laughs> We've had pick nose, pick eyebrows, pick their teeth. Uh, I I tend to sort of pick up my eyebrows always. They're like forest tent caterpillars. You've Got to maintain them. Rod, how about change the color of their hair? No. No, and has nothing to do with their appearance either. Christy, do you know what it is? How about use power tools? No, uh, it's nothing physical at all. It is what? not not. Some... I am stumped. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm trying to offer a hint without giving it away, but it, it it's not a physical thing. It has nothing to do with appearance. It has nothing to do with what you like. A what they do. Well, it kind of has something to do with what they do, I guess you is could it a say. a physical act? Not a physical act. It's a, it's more of a broader 
It's a broader thing that, say, happens uh, twi- maybe twice a month on average, for example. Oh. Sue, do you know? I was going to say express road rage. Road rage. No, that's not the answer. Uh, Kevin, do you know what it is? Uh, you threw me with the twice a month thing. Yeah. Uh, well, t- take your guess anyway. Uh, I'm going to say clip their toenails. No, nope, not a physical act. Has nothing to do with maintaining appearance or anything like that. Think in terms of, um, uh, I don't know. I can't offer a hint without giving it away. Sherry is trying again. Hi, Sherry. Hi, is it cut grass? Say that again. I can't hear you. Cut grass? No, cutting the grass? No, it has not. It's not a, I don't know how to give a hint for this one. It has to do with, let's say it has to do with economy. How's that? The local economy in the household. Rick, do you know? Uh, do the banking. Uh, well, it, it has to do with banking, sort of, but that's not it. Terry, do you know what it is? Hey, Bills. No. Uh, again, it's not, uh, it, has, it has to do with money. I'll give you that. Don. Hi. Uh, have a look at your bank account. No. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be rude now, but we're running out of time here. So, Louise, do you know what it is? Uh, taking charge of uh, the account. No. Kevin, do you know what it is? Twice a month. Well, five percent uh, of men are freaked out when their their woman does this, or when their when their woman uh, you could say has this. Their period. No, no. Again, it has to do with money. Kelly, do you know? Uh go grocery shopping. No, not a physical act. Steve. Uh, Check their their own, their banking account. No, no. I, oh, I might just have to give this away because we are pretty much out of time. June, do you know what it is? Drinking. No, it has to do with money. Rod, do you know what it is? Buy dinner. No, Martha, do you know what it is? Uh, budgeting. No, Nick, do you know what it is? Balance the checkbook. Uh, it has to do with the checkbook, but no, that's not what it is. Doug, do you know what it is? Hey, Doug, do you know? Well, I, this isn't it, but I know this is what scares the heck out of me is when the wife puts on a pair of latex gloves. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Give it to him. Give it to him, though. Oh, I love Not him. even He's close. gone. He's gone. I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to have to try this again. We're going to have to try this again because we need, to get, uh, we need to continue with the show. So the question was 5% of men are freaked out when their woman does this, and we will reopen the lines uh, at 8.57, and I will take calls off the air, and we'll see if we can get a winner then. But in the meantime, we need to visit Pearson, Manitoba, which lost hundreds of roads, bridges, and culverts in 2014 due to flooding. How long did a return to normal take? We'll try to find a winner for that Ron Paul Garden Center gift card. We've been paying at close attention to Rivers, Manitoba this morning, just northwest of Brandon, where about 40 homeowners have been told to evacuate. All of them have since evacuated and moved to higher ground as the uh, officials have lost confidence in that dam, in that spillway, in its ability to hold water back. And of course, there's all sorts of questions and concerns about the days ahead for not just Rivers, 
but Brandon, because all this water from the Little Saskatchewan flows in to the Assiniboine. So a long road back to recovery for those communities because they're still waiting to see what might come next. And that brings us to our next guest. Her name is Debbie McMeachin. She's the Reeve with the RM of Two Borders. That's the Pearson, Manitoba area, Brett, in the southwest corner, about as far southwest as you can go. And way back in 2014, uh, they were inundated with rain. They had actually already declared a state of emergency before a record-setting amount of rain fell on June 30th of that year. Some 200 millimeters of rain had fallen, and so they were saturated. Their roads and bridges were washed out. And Debbie joins us now to talk about what it took to get things back to to normal. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Lauren. How are you? I'm well. It's nice to hear and talk to you again. And I was thinking as as I was bringing you on this morning that you must be really feeling for the folks of Rivers and others community and other communities because you guys have been through this. You know what it's like. I certainly do uh, feel for them. Uh, watching as events are unfolding, it's. It's um, deja vu for sure, although our experience was a lot more in terms of rural, whereas, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, folks that uh, are being, uh, you know, out of their homes and stuff. We didn't have as much of that, but um, I'm sure that the problems run pretty similar. What was the damage total following all that The total in dollars? You know, I thought about uh, getting that figure from our CAO, Grace, I, I believe that the last we heard from the 14 flood, it was up around $17 million. But um, I, I would um, prefer to be able to call back to your, um, to your office and give you the exact number. But yeah, it was a lot of money. Yeah, and I know when I spent, I took a trip out there back in 2014, I think that the consensus was, you talked about you're just being so rural, and I know that there are people in uh, parts of the southwest right now that are still, you know, turning a corner and you realize, oh, that road washed out or that culvert washed out. For you guys, when I first visited back in 2014, the, the initial damage estimates were uh, around 4 to $5 million, and then it just kept growing, Debbie, as you realized what was needed to get things back online and get those roads and and ditches and culverts cleaned up. How many months did it take or or were we talking years? (laughs) Well, actually, I can tell you that uh, after the flood in 14, we had a smaller and of course we had the amalgamation then too. So uh, three municipalities became one, but we had flooding um, in 15 and then another, you know, pretty good sized flood in 17, nothing like 14. But um, just this past year, it was in the fall, um, late fall of 2019, we got a cake and we had our staff come together and we, uh, we actually celebrated the fact that we had put in our last claim. So five so, years. Yeah, it was a, a terribly long time. And, um, you know, at that, we really have to be grateful for EMO you know, they they were able to give us extensions from time to time because, you know, when you are, we did go through the process of amalgamation in 15, so we were, we had a lot of uh, balls in the air, <laughs> if that's the right expression. But um, the, what is coming on those municipal offices, um, the staff and the councils, I, I have a tremendous amount of empathy for them because, those offices and those, that staff is busy already. They're already working hard. And so for this amount of, of work to be, you know, dumped on them and it, every part of it be critical and important, it, it's really quite quite an enormous 
task for councils and their administration. Does it leave us? Does an event like that leave a scar on a community? It's, it kind of is. I don't want to be too dramatic, but it is in our psyche a little bit. I and part of the reason for that, I truly think, is that you don't stop the flood. You continue to live in it. If that makes sense, like. For farmers, for example, after a, a flood like that, they've very often had uh, large areas with vegetation that it, it that stinks and that you know has to go through the process of getting that off of there. And then some of those areas will come up alkali from the salt if it lays there too long. The um, trees will inevitably a lot of them out here died. So there it, it's a very sort of uh, it can be a depressing kind of visual when you look at the how beautiful it was yesterday and and you know that it's going to take a long time and a lot of labor for farmers you know miles of fences that have to go back in and and uh, and then there's disease that sets into crops and pastures and and uh, livestock it's a it is a long-term recovery so um when you say uh, you know that it's that there's reminders of it everywhere. There, there's physical reminders of it every day. And then the concern, Debbie, we have just 30 seconds. The concern that it could happen again because you mentioned the other subsequent floods, and also the concern that you know with drainage issues in Saskatchewan and water flowing from the west that you could be hit over and over again. Well, there is uh, there is that concern that once the the ground has reached a certain amount of saturation, we're very vulnerable to further flooding events. So, yeah, it's um, these are these are not easy times. I if I I guess the one thing I would say is that municipalities are always in good hands with each with each other. Like rural municipalities, people really step up and and uh, are there for each other, whether they're volunteers or they work for the municipality. We're very lucky in Manitoba. And now, Loren, we have to get a move on to Rivers, Manitoba. Yeah, and we've been talking about the situation there throughout the show. We heard from a resident of Rivers about an hour or so ago at uh, 7.45. We spoke with Cassandra Lepp and her family. Her uncle lives at the base of the dam that officials have now said uh, they've lost confidence in. And so out of an abundance of caution, they asked about 40 homeowners to move to higher ground. And so we want to get the latest on the evacuation because in Cassandra's words, you know, uh, it's devastating. Uh, they feel kind of helpless and, and heartbroken at the same time as they look at the damage that's already happened in the community and everybody hoping that that dam holds. Todd Gale is the mayor of Rivers, Manitoba and joins us now. Good morning, Todd. Good morning. Thank you so much for taking the time. I can only imagine how busy you were throughout the night. Uh, did you manage to get any sleep or was it an evacuation's going out throughout much of the evening, Todd? The evacuation went very well. Um, we finished up or completed the evacuation approximately 4 a.m. So everyone's out of the, everyone that was told that they should evacuate has, Todd? Everybody is accounted for and been placed. Um, we are presently dealing with, uh, with a couple of uh, livestock producers, providing them with some assistance to... Uh, deal with uh, relocating their cattle or uh, providing them with some assistance to ensure that there can be adequate water and whatnot for the relocate for their relocation. Yeah, one of our listeners as well was emailing me to say, just to remind us, it's not just people who are being evacuated, but it's the cattle as well. It's one thing if if I'm told, hey, I got to leave, you got to get out, go find somewhere else to stay. But when you've got cattle 
Uh, I mean, that's that can't be an easy feat to accomplish to move them. No, uh, certainly, um, the, you know, the producers' livestock are, are, are um, of of concern. Uh, not only the livestock, but uh, pets. I mean, people will want to take their pets with them and finding accommodations for everybody with pets. I, I can tell you that the uh, Blue Crescent uh, Hotel here, a new hotel in Rivers, has been very accommodating to allow people with pets and whatnot into their, uh, into their rooms. And um, we are providing um, producers, cattle producers, livestock producers, with the opportunity to get their uh, stock to higher ground. And we want to ensure that they are able to survive them where they are relocated to. So much uncertainty, Todd, right? Because we just don't know what's next. And and the Minister of Infrastructure and and other officials who were in your area yesterday said that's part of the problem. They can't see the bottom of the spillway right now because there is so much water churning and moving through there. and, And we don't know what the damage is. And therefore, we can't really tell residents just yet how long they might be out of home is there a ballpark if that dam holds when do you hope that water might drop enough that you'll be able to assess the true nature of the damage there well the reality of it is i mean for anybody that's been around here and can appreciate the present level of lake wanapana there's 10 feet of water above the lip of the spillway at the dam now that receded a little bit last night but we're expecting more participation today or later this afternoon, so I hear. Um, So that level is apt to go up and down. Um, We don't have uh, knowledge of when the expected, uh, you know, receding of of Lake Wanapana is going to be, how long it's going to be at peak flows. But right now the concerns are created by by the exceptionally unprecedented high water level uh, and the flows of 12,000 cubic feet per second over the spillway. And, I mean, Minister Schuler in his, in his um, press release uh, indicated that this, uh, you know, this is a, a measure of caution. There is concern for uh, life downstream in the Little Saskatchewan, people that reside along it and have uh, livestock operations. And we hope that the um, reservoir recedes Uh, without incident. But in the meantime, we need to take measures to protect life. And then if the dam were to fail, I mean, is there any, any number of sandbags like that could protect homes? Like, is there any measure of protection or is it just essentially a loss? It is right now, the measures being taken are to protect uh, life. Yeah. People first, Todd, I think is the, is the message we heard, get the people out and then, and you'll see what, comes next Uh, i'm just if you don't mind just taking another minute to describe for us i mean how are residents feeling i was mentioning to cassandra i grew up in minnedosa and i know family there are really closely watching the dam and and right now it's holding but the dams are such a crucial part to so many communities in that part of the province and i don't know if you ever consider this possibility until you get to this point and so i'm just wondering what what the mood is in the town we know lots of people are working together to help out but there has to be a little bit of trepidation trepidation and and some fear even well i mean there certainly is concern i mean like there is the unknown there is some citizens right in the immediate uh, urban center of rivers that you know wonder where where the town of rivers is at should there be a breach of that uh, dam at lake wanapana but we've assured them that um the people in rivers will be fine. It's the and we we do have um, um, you know a map study from Manitoba Infrastructure that 
that um, projects what some levels will be depending on what you know what level of breach we might see, if any. Um, like I say, it's a it's a it's a measurement of caution, um, plan for the worst and hope for the best sort of thing. But there's a, a lot of anxiety around rivers uh, right now with the present level of Lake Wanapana, like unimaginable unimaginable water levels and loss of uh, you know property, homes, RVs, and whatnot. Um, but right now, uh, that is sort of second to the immediate threat. And uh, we are going to act and take, uh, take measurements to prevent any loss of life downstream the little, in the Little Saskatchewan area. Todd Gill is the mayor of Rivers, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Todd, thank you very much for the time. Much appreciated. Thank you. McGarry and McNabb, Mackling is off. And the question for the Ron Paul Garden Center gift card, $50 gift card, was as follows. 5% of men freak out when their woman does this. They are freaked out by this when their woman does this. And we couldn't get an, we didn't find a winner on the air. We went through, I don't know, 15 calls, 20 calls, 25 calls, I don't know. And we couldn't get an answer. And I said, okay, we got to press pause and we'll do this again. But just, I, I picked up the phone and talked to Sheila and she knew the answer. So I recorded the call. Sheila, what is it? I think uh, that they get paid more than they do. You, can you say that again? They get paid. Their paycheck's bigger than theirs. Yes. The answer is makes more money than they do. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And now, now, why did you think, they, is there something personal there? Is there a personal reason as you that you knew that? No, not at all. I just, I'm surprised it's only 5% personally, but it's... Yeah, and uh, I'm surprised by that too, Loren, that it's only 5%. Uh, I'm wondering, is that just a, a sign of changing times? Guys are relaxing a little bit? God, I must be the opposite. I'm. You're surprised it's five percent. I'm annoyed that it's at five percent. Good God, get over it. If you're in a household and someone's <laughs> making some good money and it's more than you, aren't you just happy? Like I, really? I am. I told Sheila I dated a bartender over ten years ago, and she made fistfuls. She made more money than doctors. She, <laughs> the money she would come home with was insane. I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, so. you just turned it into a pillow. You slept on it at night. <laughs> brought you sweet dreams. You're yeah. like, make it rain, baby. Yeah. Bring it on home. So congratulations. Sheila wins a $50 gift card for Ron Paul Garden Center. And coming up on the news this afternoon, they're going to have a large two-topping pizza from Santa Lucia Pizza. And keep an eye on our social media where you can win a 15-inch two-topping pizza from Santa Lucia. I just got to quickly throw this out here before I forget. I need your help, listeners, at 204-780-6868. My golf bag, three of the zippers on them are broken. Like they've just sort of come off the track. It's The bag is in good shape, but the zippers are broken. And I've been looking at golf bags and thinking, oh, maybe it's time for a new bag. But they're like 350 bucks for the ones that I want. And then I'm thinking, why don't I just get the zippers fixed? So if you know where I can take my golf bag to get the zippers fixed, somewhere in Winnipeg to some local business, let me know. 204-780-6868 or email me, brett at cjob.com. Because here's the thing, Loren, like whenever we, need, we don't know something, we have this vast resource called the CJOB family. We got, a, I don't know, two dozen text messages about air conditioning tips mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, so whenever we need to know something, we can just ask our friends listening to us right now.
Yeah, I remember asking about people's best places to get pierogies, and then I had to tell everyone to stop because I was like, I cannot keep up with this. Like, I mean, this list is getting out of control. So it's greatly appreciated because everyone's coming from all over, right? It's not just Winnipeggers. We got, we heck, we had someone right this morning to say that they were listening from uh, the western side of North Dakota. So people got different experiences and different advice. Zipper question. I don't have an answer for you there. So best of luck with whatever our listeners come up with, Brett. McGarry and McNabb, Mackling back for, he's, uh, he'll be back in about a week and a half. And uh, before we, because we want to revisit the topic of dumb mistakes, we want to revisit some of the text tips you've given us on air conditioning in the vehicle. But I got a hilarious text that made me laugh out loud from Loren McNabb that says, there is a fly <laughs> that has been driving me crazy this morning and I can't catch him. Did you catch him yet? No. And I even had my oldest down where are you? I'm here. Can you hear me? Barely. I'm here. <laughs> Can I tell you what I just did? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Speaking of dumb mistakes, I have a mic that's connected to this tie line box, which allows you to hear me. And then I have another mic sitting on the ground here that's connected to nothing. <laughs> and I'm just chatting away into the mic that's connected to nothing, like going on and on. And yep, not hooked up. This is not my day, my friend. This it's perfect. It's perfect. The fact it's, that we're talking about dumb mistakes. <laughs> it's like talking into a phone where it's not connected. And you're like, oh, the uh, end is, you know, when you used to have landlines and yeah. it would sometimes pop out. That's basically what I just did just now. Well, on the subject of this fly, <laughs> um, and I, well, you can all relate to that because sometimes yes. you just can't catch them. And anytime I think of that, I think of this scene from Family Guy. Already? Seems like just yesterday we rented a room to that fly that wants to leave but can't figure it out. Okay, now where now? No, right it's, it's, I'm having right. some trouble here. It's right there. It's right in front of you. Oh, okay. No, I, I can hear you. Volume's not a problem. I'm just not quite seeing okay. what you're referring to. So what's happening here is this fly is trying to get out the open window <laughs> and can't find the way out. Fly, fly out the window. Uh, up here, just, maybe? Is no. It, is it, uh, no, that's left. not it. That's just more no. wall. How many eyes do you have? Uh, huh? Just two, same number as you, but <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just, just I'm not oh getting it. God. Whatever it is you're driving at, I'm just apparently not getting it, so I'm just going to go back upstairs. stupid flies there's nothing more annoying and this one's not landing anywhere like it's frustrating the heck out of me because i'm following it around waiting for it to come to that you know moment where it decides it's interested in something and it's not and then it goes away like you have that thing when a fly is in your room and you stop seeing it or hearing it and you think oh it's gone Mm -hmm. and just as you think it's gone it comes back yep yeah, I'm done. That's the worst. Hey, uh, we also got, uh, as as I figured would happen, I put out the call. I asked listeners, where can I get the zippers fixed in my golf bag? I don't know where to take them. And Alex, like, we got a dozen text messages in like 90 seconds. Alex says UN luggage can do that. Uh, Jen pointed to, she says, the cobbler on Academy Road. I'm not sure if they would do it, but they're great for any kind of zippers or uh, footwear. And that's uh, the leather patch, I believe, on Academy. Um, there's a little shop at Portage and Cavalier, apparently, that where I can take it. Um, although Jason says, just chuck it for a new one. Most of the new ones are C-3PO bags that drive themselves around and follow you around. Uh, yeah, that, those are like $2,000 bags, I think. So, uh that's kind of fun, but uh, is that a thing? Like they're like basically golf bag robots. Yeah, you can get a, you can get a push. It's like a golf bag push cart 
that's automated. So you it just you don't even have to push the cart; it just follows you around. So that's kind of neat uh, if you have that kind of cash, and especially too if like if you have mobility issues, for sure. example, but you still want to walk the golf course. If you have the money to do that, uh, then that would be helpful. So the, thank you for those texts; very much appreciated. And we also were talking earlier about the air conditioner in your car, like just the fact that it's so hot that feels like my car is working on overdrive. Now, I will admit I have some built-in paranoia because I have had countless issues with overheating in my vehicles over the years. So anytime I hear the fan, like the engine fan go, I start freaking out. It's because even as recently as November, I had to take my car in because the fan was going on overdrive. I wasn't using the air conditioner, but the fan was going. Turns out I had a water pump issue. That's been fixed. But now whenever I turn on the AC, that fan sounds like a jet engine. Well, one of our listeners says, when you turn on your AC, the fan in the car should come on also. Uh, So it's supposed to be doing that. So that's, I say thank you to one listener. And another, here's an interesting tip. When the air conditioner is on, Leave one window down about a half an inch. This will actually make the compressor work better and also serve to cool your vehicle off. Try it. It works. I am going to try that. I was just saying that we're looking at getting our air conditioning looked at this morning. Our kids still talk about the car we had a few years ago that didn't have working air conditioning. And my God, you you know, it's one thing to roll the windows down when it's hot like this, but we have a lot of dirt roads we have to take in our area. Mm. So you're going down a dirt road with the windows down and dust blowing in and so yeah no it can be challenging don again with the tip about the compressor don wrote in to say if you run the ac on high each month during the winter that will prevent the compressor from seizing up so that's sort of a maintenance thing to do throughout the year brett and then eve gave the tip that you can actually wash your radiator pressure wash your radiator when you're washing your vehicle to clean out the bugs and allows the radiator to function. And that had other listeners saying, well, hang on, be careful with that pressure washer, Brett, because you could damage some of the uh, parts in and around the radiator that uh, are aluminum and bend really easy. So at least if you're going to wash it, don't have that hose right up hard against any of the uh, pieces of your car. Yeah, that's right. Uh, One listener saying even just wash it out with a gentle spraying uh, garden hose for 10 minutes, uh, that works too. But uh, hey, whenever Eve gives us a tip, I tend to trust him because he drives uh, heavy Mm -hmm. vehicles like Don does. He's a trucker. And uh, George the trucker as well uh, mirrored uh, Don's sentiment on trying it in the winter. And I never would have thought of that. And he also says have the Freon checked in the spring, have your thermostat in the engine looked at. And as well, uh, cabin air filter. If your AC is weak, check or replace the cabin air filter. Uh, It says easy to do yourself for about 40 bucks. In theory, I think it's supposed to be one of those easy to do things, but I wouldn't be able to figure it out. So I would just usually when I, I usually wait. It's one of the things they offer when they change your oil. Sometimes they check the cabin air filter and show it to you. It's all dusty and gross. Say you want us to change this? And you say, yeah, okay, might as well. Um, So thanks for those tips. And then a couple more dumb mistake stories here. And Loren, uh, you flagged one that came in from uh, Once Upon a Time, a nurse. Yeah, we were talking in our having coffee segment about, you know, everyone has to admit that sometimes you just make dumb mistakes and you might feel stupid for it for quite some time. Like the fact that I just picked up a mic that wasn't plugged into anything and talked into it for 30 seconds. So those things happen. But I love this story from one of our listeners uh, who wrote in to say, hey, when I was a nurse, I once went through half a day with my scrub top inside out. No one told me. They were waiting to see how long it would take for me to notice. I think they even had a pool going. I have no idea who won. 
But they write, try being a trustworthy professional when it's clear you can't even dress yourself. <laughs> and this- you would, if you were in a hospital, you might just think, oh, hang on. This person, no, why are they giving me a needle? Their shirt's on inside out. You would, you might question that. For sure. For sure you would. And uh, this one is hilarious too. Wendy's restaurant late night shift in the late 80s. Myself and another guy working there decided to have the burger eating contest. Of course, uh, Wendy's had a triple burger. We upped at one level and went to quad burgers. And then at three in the morning, at least five quad burgers each. Not uh, not a good feeling, especially to do that on shift. My God. So, uh, But I salute your appetite yeah. as well. That's insane. A quad burger, a, a five patty burger, or five quad burgers. I'm very hungry for Wendy's now, though, by the way. So I'm not sure if this that. person's admitting it was fully a mistake, because at the time it sounds like they enjoyed it. 3 a.m., I get that they didn't. Yeah. The, the experience wasn't good, but in the moment, you're feeling pretty smart. Yeah, yeah, I would feel, I would certainly enjoy the, well, especially if you're a teenager, like if you're working at Wendy's, there's a good chance you're a teenager, and I used to be able to eat like a horse when I was a teenager. Now, not so much. McGarry and McNabb Mackling is on vacation, and so is Jeff Courier, which means KK is in for Jeff. Now, KK, you don't live all that far. I live in Osborne Village. You're like five-minute walk down the yep. street. Did you hear any fireworks last night? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know. Oh, gosh, Brett, this is funny. I didn't. Does, he, not, I felt, does he not know? I felt, no. Oh, what? Well, what at 15 we do a news meeting call right after the business segment just to set up the day, okay. Brett. Yeah. And it began with Kathy basically answering your question with a few... Expletives? So, yeah, there were some expletives, I think. KK, tell them. Tell them how your night was. Well, here I, I'm so happy you asked, Brett, about fireworks. <laughs> This is the best. He had no idea. <laughs> that is hilarious. So I started this news meeting this morning with with a, a, a heck of a rant because, oh, yes, Brett, I heard them. And I heard them until 107 this morning. Okay. Oh, my God. So, Right? Um, and I understand that, you know, we were lacking in a fireworks show this year. I, I get it. And people like their fireworks. And I also understand that lighting them off near the river is, you know, a little more safe than lighting them off in your backyard, perhaps. But uh, it just went on and on and on. And I'm running on three hours of sleep uh, today. And I'm grumpy. I'm not going to lie. And in fact, we're going to kick off the show with this. We're going to talk about, did you, (laughs) (laughs) okay. Did you experience fireworks? Brett, did you hear any fireworks? I didn't uh, hear them. I guess I slept through them. Uh, and it it could also be because (laughs) I've got the windows closed and uh, the air conditioner on full blast. So maybe it was enough to drown it out. Listen, my friend, AC on blast, windows closed, but right outside my bedroom window. Okay? Right outside. Oh, Not even kidding. She sounds so uh, much nicer than she did about an hour and a half ago, I have to be honest. <laughs> I, hope, I think she's had her coffee, Brett, because that that conference call started oh. with a lot more anger than what we're hearing. And, like, I can see KK's what? building from my, like, I can see your building from my window, I think. It's just across the, uh, the around the corner. Uh, yes. 
So just down the street and so around a corner, as I my sh- dad would say. I should have been able to hear it, but uh, it's, I what? I guess I was tired. So I'm sorry. Well, you I'm know sorry what? I had to go through that, KK. McGarry, next holiday, I'm coming to sleep at your house. Okay, <laughs> that's all I'm saying about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG, that's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.